to the Economy Guy. This is Tom Harvey. I give you information and facts and some of my personal opinions on what's going on in the world economy today. Occasionally I'll go off on a little sidetrack, but I can assure you those sidetracks have important economic impacts on what's happening and what's happening with your money. I want you to have the ability to make great financial decisions and informed financial decisions. That's the purpose of today's and every day's podcast. It's Sunday, September 13th, and this is The Economy Guy coming to you from the south of France once more in beautiful downtown Antibes, for those of you who know it. It's just a little bit west of Nice, a uh, lovely little village. Uh, so, what is going on in the world out there, especially in the world of finance? Well, as far as the markets are concerned, everything's going sideways. I've been saying that for a long time. I expect that to continue with few exceptions. Uh, but this last week, everything went sideways. Even gold went sideways. It's still it's in its uh, uh, bottom-building trend. It ended around 1950 an ounce. Uh, good place for gold. Uh, very happy with that. It's uh, continue to, continuing to build support. Uh, silver, uh, about a little less than $27 an ounce. Uh, fabulous. I believe silver it will be stronger than gold in the future in terms of percentage gains in the future. Um, which is good for those who hold silver out there. So I encourage you to continue holding. It'll it'll just be good in the past. Remember, the high of silver was passed was around forty bucks an, an ounce. So you, you can you're looking for a, a major move here. Oh, let's see. Uh, stock market sideways. Remember, there's a big drop in stocks last week, and then they went up a little bit this week. That continues. That so stocks themselves. You know, some individual stocks are hitting records, but the markets as a whole are moving sideways from the beginning of the year. So stocks are not a great place to be uh, unless you you can pick the ones that are the winners. Uh, so good for you. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, exchange rate. The dollar still weak, but was went sideways. Uh, so it's uh, weak against the euro. Uh, the pound is having its own problems with the Brexit talks. Uh, uh, the yen is uh, strong, stronger than the dollars. So it's strengthened a little bit against the dollar. So that's all, all, you know, but no big deal. No big deal in currencies. Oil sideways. Bonds sideways. Uh, so I, I basically the markets have, are going sideways. Uh, so how about the virus? What do I see on the virus front? Well, Antibes, uh, yeah, less people wear masks in Antibes than in Aix-en-Provence, where we came from. Uh, the, um, there's a, an increase in the number of viruses in France and the prime minister of France came out and had a little chat with the country and basically said, uh, he's not going to increase the, uh, restrictions, meaning lockdowns. Uh, I think that they're really afraid of the economic impact in France. I get the sense that, uh, they got hit hard economically in France and they don't want to make it worse by having more lockdowns. So what, basically he said there were three areas that were uh, in having more of the problem than others, and, uh, and they were Bordeaux, Marseille, and Paris. And if there's, uh, they, they will have local little uh, restrictions or the mayors of those towns will get in touch. But I'm happy to say Nice was not one of those things, as uh, Christine and I plan to fly out today to over to Athens. Uh, so we'll be giving you a report next week from it, uh, Greece. 
and tell you what the Greeks are doing, which will kind of be interesting. And we'll make a full report on the yogurt and Greek salads, which we love. So, having said all that, today I'm going to really home in on the big, the big movers and shakers in the economy, and I'm going to home in on the because there's a lot more of knowledge based on the U.S. economy. What are the big things, the pluses and minuses, are moving the economy today? And so you can get your arms around it, and uh, and I'll draw a few conclusions at the end of that. So, uh, be talking to you in a second. Okay, so let's get into the economy, the U.S. economy. Let's and by inference, the rest of the world, and uh, talk about it. And uh, first, I want to put it in perspective. Why is it this time different, this time around in the in the past? You know, what's happening? I, I personally think we're in a depression. I, that's what I would call it. But let's put it in historic context. The United States, before World War II, had about four major depressions. They were the early 1800s the middle 1800s, the late 1800s, and then uh, actually the 1930s was the last one before the Second World War. And during those depressions, the U.S. economy was an agricultural economy. The agriculture, growing stuff, drove everything. So farmers borrowed money, and uh, then they wanted to grow their crop with the money, and that was a, a tra traditional cycle. If you're a stock market uh, investor, you've probably heard the term buy in May and go away. Well, that came about from the agricultural economy. They, <laughs> believe it or not, farmers bought in May and then they plowed the dirt and planted and etc. and they went away. And then they paid back later. That was the agricultural economy. Now, after the World War II, we didn't have depressions. We had recessions. And we had a lot of them. And most people that are listening to this uh, grew up in the era of recessions. The last big recession was 2008. That was the housing crash that we all remember and sadly about. So, and, but that the U.S. economy during those recessions was an industrial economy. It were factories building things, borrowing money, going broke or thriving. That was, they were all in that. But at, at the very end, at 2008, our economy was transforming. It was changing into something different. So what is the economy that we have today? It's not agriculture agricultural. It's not industrial. What is it? It's a service economy. That's what it is. Interesting to know that 85% of all GDP comes from the service economy in the United States today. And uh, so, so when the virus came, it hit the service economy harder than any other sector, believe it or not. That's what made it so bad. So very, very bad. Well, what is a service economy? Well, it's as you know, restaurants, hotels, airlines, gyms, hairdressing salons, and then news recently, etc. Things that provide service to people. And that's, that's where we live. Uh, for example, there is an organization called the Independent Restaurant Coalition that says of that about half a million of the existing 650,000 restaurants that are on Main Street in the United States are in bad economic situation. And that, that means about 85% of restaurants that are out there are in uh, threat of closing. In fact, there are projections have been made that uh, 30 to 40% of the restaurants that exist today will be closed by the end of this year. They're not going to make it. 
Uh, for those of you who are computer buffs, you use could be using something called Yelp, Y-E-L-P, which is a way of looking up uh, businesses in your area. And uh, one of the nice features of it, it tells you the hours of the business and uh, whether the business is closed. Well, as of March 1st, Yelp counted up all the businesses that closed, again with service businesses, of course. And uh, did you know that as of today, only that 55% of those businesses that closed on March 1st are still not open? That means only 45% of those businesses have reopened. Uh, not good. That means that we're slowly coming out, but, but we're coming out. So what does that all mean? Let's talk about the recovery for a second. So how is our economy going to recover? Well, I've broken down the uh, area into eight problems that need to get solved, and they're going to get solved simultaneously in the economy. We have a very complex situation in the economy. So let's just talk about each of these eight and whether it Im impacts the economy positively or negatively. The first is the service economy we we're just talking about. It needs to recover. See, there's no predictions when the service economy is going to come back. It can come back quickly or slowly. I think a little more slowly than other. But right now we have some areas of the United States where the lockdown is continuing, which means the service uh, companies are shut down by law. And, uh, and they'll come out whenever the states, those states allow them to come out. Some states don't have those lockdowns and the, the service economy is coming back strongly. So that's a positive and a negative at the same time for service economy. Second area of problem to solve is the Federal Reserve is uh, intervening. We've, I've talked about that a lot. They're printing money like crazy and uh, keeping the uh, stock market high, keeping the bond market high. Uh, and possibly the federal government may come in the future with a, a, an additional stimulus package. Maybe, maybe not. I kind of feel they won't because of deadlock in Congress, but it could happen. And if it does, that's just more money that the Fed will print. Now, all of that is positive for the economy. That all pushes the economy back into uh, recovery. So that, that's all good for the economy. Third area problem is Fed policy. The Fed policy is preventing some sick companies from going bankrupt. Uh, you see, there's a bunch of uh, companies that are have bonds out there, and those bonds are called junk bonds, and they're called junk bonds because the probability of them being paid back is not good, high-risk bonds. And what those companies are doing, due to the low interest rate caused by the Fed, is uh, paying the interest on those bonds, not uh, avoiding going bankrupt by borrowing more money very cheaply. So the Fed policy of low interest rates is keeping those companies alive rather than washing them out, which is a much more productive use of money. If you get rid of the deadwood, then the new growth is a better way in using money rather than to keep old companies going and causing new ones to thrive is a better use of money. The fourth, so that's a negative, definitely. The fourth one, global trade is, sh is shrinking. That's something people are not talking about much, but the amount of trade uh, on ships going around the globe is shrinking. It's actually going down. Now, uh, that can uh, be worse because tariffs may increase. I mean, there's people who are threatening tariffs all the time. Europe is th threatening tariffs on the United States. The United States threatening tariffs on Europe. The United States has tariffs on China that could increase those. Uh, if you remember uh, those of the history background, you remember the Smoot-Hawley Act? Uh, that was a major negative for the uh, 1930s depression when the world went in into depression. So that's a negative. Global, global trade going down is just clearly bad. Bad for everything. 
the fifth uh, fifth problem that needs to get solved is uh, if you take companies that are worth more, have a net worth of more than six, uh, fifty million dollars, a net value, six of those companies are going bankrupt every week in the United States uh, since April. That's continuing, and in fact, in the future, that could increase. Projections are there's going to be more than six, so the number six could go up. That's clearly negative. Although clearing out the deadwood is a good thing, that's clearly a negative thing that's coming along. Uh, okay, recovery in jobs. How's the recovery in jobs coming? Well, it wouldn't be the way I would do it, but it uh, turns out that the, if the highest paid people are coming back to work strongly and the lowest paid people are the last ones to come back to work, that causes social unrest and it's not too good. The way that the lowest paid people are being held up is through unemployment benefits, but they will not last forever. When those run out, uh, that's bad, bad, bad. So that Sixth problem is a negative, in my opinion. The seventh problem that uh, we have is our entrepreneurs themselves. Now, these are the people that uh, need to build businesses and take the chances and hire people and uh, create the future. Well, the good news is that there are hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs who are losing their businesses right now. I could call that good news, but... The good news is that they are entrepreneurs. You see, the DNA is in them. They know how to take a risk. Most people don't want to be an entrepreneur because of the risk involved. But these people have done it, and they're in the right position at the right time to do it. So they will come forward. They w the, the great hope of our economy lies in these hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs. Uh, so that's, that's a very positive for the future. The eighth and last problem that's going on is that we have a uh, transformational economy right now, today. It's happening. What, by transformational, what do I mean? I mean, it's the big changes, big, capital B, capital I, capital G, big changes that are going on all around us that really aren't affecting us, but will affect us. It's the huge industries that are going to blossom. I mean, huge, bigger than the current industries. The, all of these will be huge. So what are they? Things like space, right? We're talking about going to the moon, going to Mars. Or certainly that's in the news, right? That's going to happen. Uh, robots in every factory. Uh, who needs people in factory when you can have a robot? Or a robot flipping hamburgers in your local Burger King. Uh, artificial intelligence is going to be everywhere. It is everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to make it look like chump change now because it's going to be much bigger business. Biotechnology is going to change our health and our lifespan. It's coming. It's coming in the next five years. You'll be shocked at what is available by then. Self-driving cars, self-driving trucks. I mean, they're uh, more than on the drawing board. They're driving down the road today. Uh, agricultural advances, uh, how to grow things and produce them more of it in a fixed amount of acreage. That's, that's happening. Uh, shipping of things in cities, across states, across the globe. Shipping is changing dramatically. Uh, quantum computing is saying that, hey, computers can be a lot faster than they are today. Uh, you know, people thought, oh, well, you only get so fast. No, they're going to get faster, much faster. Those are some ideas of what transformational world is we're in today. All of those things will be massive changes in our world. 
and they will be coming faster than you can possibly imagine. There are so many people working in those areas, and it's all very quiet because it's, you don't see the news talking about it. So, boom, it's going to come out, and all of a sudden there's going to be a new product or a new something that's there. It's going to affect us all. So what's the conclusion? My conclusion is very optimistic. We will recover. I have no idea how long it's going to take or what form it's going to take or anything. You see those eight problems, some are positive, some are negative, and they have to interact, and the sum of all those interactions is our economy, and that will shape how we come out of this horrible mess. But when we do come out of it, there's going to be some differences out there in the world that we live in and the world we are in. Uh, one of the things I've been reading about lately is that demand will change and, act, and actually decrease. Uh, I, it's very possible that people will want to live with less stuff. In other words, they won't be buying as much stuff. So there may be a slight decrease in demand than in the good old days. So you know, the future will not be as it was in the past. There will be some changes. There's going to be a massive repricing. I've talked about this in the past. Massive repricing of everything, of houses and apartments and shops and hotels and airlines and cruise ships, and you name it, everything's going to get repriced. There's going to be new prices there. So get ready for new pricing. That's going to be the market forces making it all happen. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so bottom line, I'm optimistic. But as the little girl said who saw the big pile of shit, there's a pony in there somewhere. Be talking to you next week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button. This is Tom Harvey, and I'm an investor and not a financial advisor. So understand that nothing in this podcast should be construed as advice or a solicitation to trade in any market. And I disclaim any responsibility for any negative effect of decisions made by listeners. <laughs>